Shalom and welcome to Parashah's Christmas, the weekly fix for spiritual lessons taken from the Parashah. Have your coffee and let's take a look at the weekly Torah reading. Today we will look in the Parashah Kitisah, which runs from Exodus chapter 30 verse 11 to chapter 34 verse 35. Enjoy it and don't forget to give us your feedback on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube or via our website. I object, your honor, shouted the lawyer as the prosecution grilled his client. He was not going to let the opposition manipulate his witness and lose this case. It was too important. There was too much riding on it. Who doesn't like a good courtroom drama? There's the lawyer for the prosecution who attacks the various witnesses, the defense lawyer trying desperately to prevent his client from putting their foot in it, and of course the judge sitting there seeing through all the tricks and loopholes that the lawyers try to use. It's one big game of chess or a wrestling match if you prefer, usually with people's lives or money on the line. Who's lying and who's telling the truth? Will the judge be lenient or strict? We'll have to wait and see. Schmott has been a book where we've already talked a lot about justice, constitutions, and so forth, but we're back in the courtroom this week too. We've worked our way through the constitution of the new state, various laws about social justice, seen God's creativity concerning the Mishkan and our clothing, and Moshe Rabbeinu has been gone for a long time, 40 days to be exact. In fact, Moses has been gone for too long, at least according to the people. Despite seeing the spectacular firework display that God put on and the big thick cloud cover Moses on the mountain, our people are a little confused. Perhaps they think that Moses got lost on the mountain and all that smog or that perhaps God destroyed him. In any case, they suddenly decide that all hope is lost, God has abandoned them and they need to go back to Egypt. Our people hit the self-destruct button and decide that they need to return to their slavery. Again, there's a request for donation, but this time it's not to be given to build God's house. It's to be smelted into a statue that is supposed to be a replacement for God. Yes, we've somehow decided that we can remake the creator of the universe into what we want by melting down some gold. Things do not look good. This, of course, doesn't take God by surprise. He fills Moses in on what's going down and then informs him that he's decided to wipe out our people and start again with Moses. Let's press pause a second. What? God has decided that we are so corrupt that he can't do anything with us anymore and wants to start again. Imagine how Moses must have felt. What an offer. He would be the head of a people that came uniquely from him. Those whinging, griping, problematic people of Israel would be no more. Finally, Moses would have some peace. Surely this, literally, once-in-a-lifetime offer is too good to be true? I'm sure if we'd been in Moses' position, we'd have taken God up on the offer straight away. So long, people of Israel, and good riddance. But when we press play again, we're in for an incredible surprise. Moses says no. In fact, he pleads with God on behalf of our people. Like an expert defense lawyer before a judge, Moses lays forth his case on behalf of his client, our people. Moses is concerned for us, yes, but he's also concerned about God's reputation. What would people say if God brought us into the desert and then destroyed us? Fascinatingly, this courtroom drama concludes with the judge of the whole earth choosing to be merciful. 
He doesn't condemn us to utter destruction, but there's still consequences. He sends Moshe down and tells him how to deal with us. Moses smashes the tablets of stone with God's constitution written on it, symbolizing us breaking our part of the deal, and then grinds up our statue and makes us eat it. Yuck. Moses then goes back up the mountain and God renews the deal that he made with us. We get a second chance. The judge has been lenient. As we read the story, we're left with the feeling that Moshe Rabbeinu has done us a huge favor. As perhaps the first lawyer in history, he has successfully defended his client, our people. But the sacrifice he made in doing so was huge. He again had to babysit a people that continually went against everything he and God said. He lost the chance to be head of a new people, his own people. Thousands of years later, another Jewish man would make a sacrifice along the same lines. But he also had a dilemma and a decision to make. Would he be willing to rescue his people at the cost of his life? Again, he stands before the judge and asks if there's another way. But there isn't. He has to die. And so, he chooses to die. One of us on behalf of all of us. When Yeshua the Messiah died in our place, he walked in the footsteps of Moses. Indeed, he was a prophet like Moses, the prophet that we were supposed to wait for and expect according to the book of Devarim. Like Moses, he was loved by God. He was chosen and precious. He was God's messenger. Like Moses, he could have chosen to be selfish, but he didn't. Our defense lawyer went all the way and died in our place for all the junk that we've said and done and thought. And after dying, the judge raised him again from the dead so that he can still act as our defense lawyer, but this time in heaven. Anytime the evil one tries to prosecute us and convince God to wipe us out, the Messiah steps in to intercede on our behalf. If we have the Messiah as our defense lawyer, then the evil one can't touch us. But if we choose to act as our own defense counsel, then we're in trouble. There's no talking our way out of this one. We're guilty. The courtroom is closed. The judge and jury are out making their decision. Will the defense have done enough or will the accused be deemed guilty? In our case, the decision is clear. If you have put your trust in the Messiah Yeshua as your defense lawyer, then you have nothing to fear. You will be acquitted because he has already taken your punishment on himself. But if you're still trying to defend and justify yourself before God, you're in big trouble. Thankfully, there's still time. The judge is still out of the room. Come to the Messiah while there's still time. That's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed our Parasha Espresso. Please don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so please get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or via our website at youdenfearjesus.de.